0: Welcome back to the DJ Sessions, where we feature the best DJs, producers, and artists from around the world. I'm your host, Darren, and right now we're in the virtual studios in Seattle, Washington, with none other coming to us halfway around the world, or partially halfway around the world, somewhere from some amazing studio that he's in. We have Rudosa. Rudosa, Rudosa, how's it going this morning? I'm good, thank
1: you, mate. Yeah, just in Manchester in the UK, in my studio. Just uh, had a morning doing some music in here, and then, yeah, on to the interview
0: with you guys, so... And speaking about that studio, we were talking a little bit about that pre-show. Can you let us know a little bit about the inspiration and the, the design? Who came in and did that for you?
1: Yeah, so I've, I run a, a DJ school in Manchester. So basically, we um, we opened up a new office in Manchester where I moved from. I was originally above a nightclub called Sankey's, but that closed down. So when that closed down, we found our own little place, and it's an old school like the um it's from the like 1900s i think it's quite an old building and um it's got four rooms in there so i always knew that i wanted to kind of build a flagship studio in there that has a really great sound and then look you know with for myself and i'd be based in this room and then in the other rooms in the school we've got normal studios which are still still great but yeah it's more so you start the our beginners tend to start down in the school and then work the way up to me um, I got a designer called um, Jan Morel to work on it for me. He's done stuff for Hardwell, um, Goetta, quite a lot of people, more on the on the EDM, progressive house sound. So I'm probably one of the only techno guys that he's worked for, but it really does look magical.
0: It does. sounds beautiful. It's, the great
1: thing about it is the sound. I mean, you'll probably even pick it up just through this mic.
0: <laughs> it's just like really, really, really flat. It's cool. Yeah, I'd love to be uh, I'm just in my uh, virtual studio right now, but uh, definitely would love to have something like that we've talked about that over the years about creating a place where we could train film and television production or live streaming now and podcasting, but then also have multiple studios so we could produce Mm -hmm. multiple shows at the same time. It's a great uh, hub then as
1: well, isn't it? So you get this kind of like, it's constantly things going on and people
0: learning and it's just a good environment to be in absolutely absolutely um now i gotta ask you a question did you say the building's an older building is yes. it haunted no
1: <laughs> <laughs> no no i don't think so i stay in it they couldn't get there's no windows in or anything in this room it's airtight so they couldn't get to me anyway <laughs> and That's to be awesome. honest if they heard if they heard some of my music they'd probably be
0: scared off anyway <laughs> I was just going to say, I was just going to say, is that like a ghost busting deterrent right there? Like, yeah, ah, we don't want to hang out here. It's not peaking. They probably come and chill. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, you know, you uh, also do a radio show. Tell us a little bit about Moments in Time Radio.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of kind of started during lockdown. It was something where I was thinking I was pretty busy doing doing shows and then everything just went. So there was a couple of things I really wanted to kind of get started. That was one of them. So I got that going pretty early on. We syndicated that round round the world. So it's on quite a few different channels in different countries. Um, yeah, and it's just about really an outlet because I didn't have any shows. The initial idea was that when I wanted to do it, it was also going to include live sets, but I've not really done any live sets. So eventually, I think I've got a, a gig potentially coming up on the 25th of june in the uk so when we're supposedly back up and running um so hopefully there'll be a a live set for the first time in 12 months on there um it's a monthly show so we're just doing one a month at the moment um i have every now and again if i have a decent artist on the label we tend to get asked them to do a, a set to promote the, uh, to promote the EPs or whatever they've done for us. So, yeah, it's growing slowly, but surely. It wasn't like something that I wanted to just go boom and do a weekly thing and it'd be pressured. So it's just something that's consistent once a month and, and on a lot of stations.
0: Yeah, we we started out uh, our show, The DJ Sessions, about 11 years ago. Started mm-hmm. out on, on a Tuesday night. And then right. I ended up the next week after I was on doing this and putting it on Facebook and live stream, we moved it. From my living room to my bedroom and mm-hmm. um, and moved it to Wednesday nights, and we were doing four hours of content every Wednesday wow. night. Right now we're up to 16 to 18 events a month. Wow. And we're doing a minimum of anywhere from four to 16 hours of content every event. <laughs> Brilliant. So and, and that's just that's just the, our, our 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 solid schedule. We have people coming mm-hmm. at us doing other events and everything. So you know getting that footage in the world of, of online streaming or distribution, you know, they always say content is king. Yeah. yeah you know, sure. and, and, you know, just keep putting it out there. But, you know, sometimes people also say, is that overload? And the mm. way I look at it is, is I'm a video production guy. I have been mm. since I was six years old. And so the more content I can acquire from my show, the more I can distribute, you know, the better it is for my brand as a, you know, so, you know, You can um, edit
1: it and use it on Instagram. You can, there's all sorts, isn't there?
0: Yeah, well, the thing is, is that we uh, merged the technology. Have you ever done what's called a silent disco or silent concert?
1: Uh, I have seen them in action, but I've not actually played one myself. I've yeah, seen, we have one at Creamfields on the fr- I think it's normally on the Thursday night at Creamfields in the UK. They do a silent disco. So I've been around. I've been around one. But yeah, um, never DJed one.
0: Yeah, well, there's always a first. We'll have to see about doing something with you here in the future. But uh, one of the cool things was when we merged that technology with our shows, we were able to now get four performances side-by-side, four DJ booths side-by-side and put cameras and stream them live, you know, and nobody's, I've seen a couple people now try to do multi-tier nightclubs. Like they'll film floor one and floor two. Just got to be careful because the sound can, can, you know, it it can cancel over. But uh, yeah, we have four channels. Now we have seven channel headsets we're going to be doing. So I could have a, we're getting into what we call the silent disco festival. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be some that's fun cool. stuff. But and as far as is content- that, Is that,
1: just, sorry to interrupt, is that like live streaming as well then? So you'll get the, the DJ on there as well and then they can flick rooms like you would at a festival.
0: I'm, I'm glad you asked that because that's one of the actual key points of the technology that we're actually completing what we call a round trip process where we could have somebody at the event on the red channel they could text their friends at home or around the world saying, I'm listening to the red channel right now. That mm. person at home could say, oh, I like the red channel, but let me go check out the blue channel. Then they switch over to the blue channel and they hit their friend back and say, you got to get on the blue channel right now. And the person okay. at the event is on the blue channel and you're having this really round trip worldwide. It isn't just the participant watching the show. You're actually having the participants be part of the show and driving that online viewership. Brilliant. As well. So you could really- even
1: start intru- introducing some of this virtual reality stuff as well, then, couldn't you?
0: I, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you. That was going to be my segue into live mm-hmm. streaming. And if you've been doing anything in live streaming, it sounds like you've kind of just been working on the radio station and everything right now. But yeah, um, I've not really done an awful lot of live streaming. I did. I've done. Um, I did do
1: a couple of one one for Tea and techno, and we did. Uh, I found a venue that that does audio and sound and light and they set up a rig for me and i recorded in there and i use that content but yeah i've not done an awful lot i've not wanted to over over hammer it it's just yeah i mean there's some people who play constantly but i I'll prefer for me i prefer some production because of the style of music that i play it either would have to be a virtual reality type thing where people can get lost and immersed in the sound um as well as just watching me in my bedroom or in a studio, it's not really what I'd be up for, especially with the harder styles of techno, because it's just, it's just you want to get lost and immersed in it. So yeah, that it. I'd definitely be up for doing something with virtual reality because it looks really cool when I've seen it.
0: Yeah, I'm actually uh, having to learn how to build in unity. And I was just contacted by the Facebook group because Facebook just launched their Horizons. It's in beta yeah. right now. I just got an Oculus a few months, about a month and a half ago. I had it for a day and I immediately, I had it for like, no, I think I have for two days. And then I went and bought my parents each one. <laughs> and I'm like, you got to get into this. It's amazing. So we actually have a full nightclub build being built, which will then turn into a complex build, like a multi-story tiered yeah. complex. And then I have my full environment that if you put it in the real world, it'd probably be about, 2000 meters by 2000 meters and you know half of it would be a festival experience half of it would be like a neo tokyo meets tron blade runner experience you can choose the experience how you want to do it and then you got to figure out where you're going to deploy all this because you have alt space vr chat horizons Mm -hmm. and then you have the different levels and it has to work with oculus 2 for me it has to work for oculus 2 but if you go up the ladder you know these things. We're we're actually starting a VR meetup group to start discussing these things um and start planning this out. But VR is is somewhere. I was actually in a no I noticed that like
1: Richie Horton's been quite quite vocal on on this side. I haven't been into it too much. I'm on I'm on his Discord channel, so I've been paying a little bit of attention. The brick trying to bring in a lot of like the NFT stuff as well into the virtual reality space because you could have a virtual ticket to get in using an NFT. Stuff like that. So yep. I, I have been paying attention, but I've not I've not I, I'm the type of person that if I deep dive into something like that, I'm gonna end up going to going into it. And it's you know, sometimes you have to focus on the music as well. Other side, I've got to spin a lot of plates as it is. So if you keep spinning too
0: many, you know, so they start falling yeah. off. <laughs> I think I think the where I want to take it is to be not dangerous enough that I know what I'm doing, but dangerous that I know what my dev is talking about you know mm-hmm. so then they like, say oh i'm gonna go adjust this or i'm gonna make this or i can say oh i need this done i have a basic understanding of the yeah. software and the, the environment and that's you're right the nfts the ar environments one of the things they're doing now which is interesting is you can go buy plots like so if th- there's a park here in seattle I can yeah. go to this website and i can buy a zone of that and own that as an NFT. Is an NFT, and then any advertising I want to put inside that in AR, I own that spot. They have to buy that for me. So, like, we have something here called Jeff Bezos' balls. It's right. a big arboretum that Jeff Bezos built for the Amazon employees. People have already bought the spots around that. Um, you know, it, and the problem is though is there's so many of these companies that are popping up now. Mm. Like, there was the one. There was a company that went online and they were offering like the Great Wall of China, Stonehenge, Buckingham Palace. You know, all these major worldwide attractions. And, um, you know, but are they going to be the one that makes it through? So you mm. could have overlaying of NFTs on NFTs, but you could own it on that platform. Now are we going to see something like Amazon come in or Google come in and just, just buy, low buy it low. up and then yeah, say, yeah. okay, we own this, you know, gonna be interesting though. But AR is, when you talked about having that immersive experience, you know, we do a lot of events out in parks and in mm. places like that. So, you know, you don't have a lot of time to bring in a lot of rigging and, Mm-hmm. Then you need all the permitting for all that, but we That's
1: could have a silent disco would come in then, perfect.
0: Well, the silent disco combined with an AR experience, mm-hmm. and we're you know hoping to see the we get the contact lens experience, you know, coming out here soon. soon. Just it's always great. I, I just love technology and being on that tip of technology. It's always kind of trying to push that envelope in some way, That's shape, or no. form. Awesome. And, have you ever looked at experimenting with mixing audio and video at the same time? A while
1: ago, the when Pioneer brought out the DVD decks, I looked into it a little bit then. And also, we just re- we're quite the school that I own. We're linked with Pioneer, so we have been trained on record box. But the, the audio visual side is one side that I know about a little bit. But I haven't gone. I've not deep dived into it just because generally. If I was playing live and I was doing something live, I feel like I probably would go more down that route. But if I'm mixing other people's records, no, probably not. But yeah, the it's something I've again scraped the surface of, but I've not delved deep into.
0: Yeah, it's it's always like I said that was I remember when that that deck came out by Pioneer and it it was kind of like creating this VJ almost in the real sense of a VJ Mm -hmm. as opposed to the MTV VJ where it was the host. You're yeah. more hosts than VJs. Um, so, yeah, I, I never understood the video jockey in the sense of that term. But when that when Pioneer released that, they actually now you could be a video jockey. There was a, a DJ I knew out of Canada, CB Shaw, and he had somehow hooked in Final Cut Pro and he'd take like the arithmics and Eminem and mix them together using some some basically um, what the new record box software is
1: doing so yeah. it's actually got something in it where if you play a record say off beatport link or something off off that's got or spotify that's got uh vocal tagging so it, it'll bring up so say you're a hip-hop dj and you're playing a, a vocal record over the top of the you could have vocals on the vocals on the left deck and then and it'll bring the words on the screens up behind you. So if you're a hip-hop DJ cutting in and out and chopping vocals up, it's going to bring those lyrics up behind you, and people are going to shout it back. Now, with my music, there's very rarely any vocals anyway. So, yeah. you know, it's it's not massively needed for me, but for, for I reckon for that hip-hop stuff, wow, be an absolute game-changer
0: when things come back online for that. So in, in life, you're a DJ, producer, you run the school, you're doing – so much you get ready to get back into events how do you balance your dj career with your other obligations in your life do you have any morning or evening rituals that you do to de-stress work out any mm-hmm. anything that you have any I play a lot of te- i've been playing a lot of tennis recently okay. so
1: i don't i don't i'm not massive on the gym so um i, I like cycling walking and tennis and then i play a lot of golf so golf generally is my main relaxer. Tennis is one that I try and get the most calories done on. So I will burn quite a lot on there. And then, yeah, on the weekends at the minute, while there's been no shows, walks, just nice long walks in the Lake District. Yeah, stuff like that. But yeah, that's... And then organisation-wise, well, wow. yeah, I'm a bit... I, I need to be more organised, but I've got a PA that helps me with do things like that. So it kind of keeps me on my toes, not not letting me drop things and... You know, making sure I'm on the ball. But sometimes it is tough to manage everything. Yeah. I I, uh, same issue, you
0: know? Yeah, I, uh, I had a gym membership. But I mentioned I got an Oculus about two months ago. I'm doing Beat Saber. And I get about 300 calories out of that each time. For about 20, 25 minutes. And I'm like, okay, I'm good. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> and if you're doing my- that a lot, if you're doing that a lot as well, it's Pretty perfect. It? Daily, yeah. There's It's a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, and mm. you did mention golf. And so yeah. I want to ask you, you know, give me Tuesday. There's a siren going by. I live on one of the worst street corners in downtown Seattle. Actually, it's Third and Pine, but I've nicknamed it Third in Crime. <laughs> and Crime. Uh, and I literally used to put out security cameras to look at the building and put a police scanner in. So when something hot happened, I was first to break the story on the news. Really? So you yeah, use it as the main route of every police car, every fire engine goes up and down Third Avenue because it's the only. Real only two-way street in downtown Seattle We know know when things are going down (laughs) yeah I can hear the sirens from like six blocks away and uh Mm. yeah I mean it's we don't need to get into that though that's kind of a tragic story I'm moving in a year (laughs) been here for eight years but um speaking about golf what yeah I know I've been looking at some of your socials and I know you're a golf fan what has been your favorite shot of the year by a professional or by me <laughs>
1: hey, both, <laughs> both. <laughs> so I'll start with well, professional. I don't know. Probably um Mickelson's last shot into the eighteenth at the PGA is probably been my favourite because he was under some serious pressure with all the crowd surrounding him, especially after coming out the back of a pandemic and he's like having to rush through the crowd all surrounding him on the eighteenth and to still have the bottle to knock it on there and uh, and get the victory. That was good. Um, And then my favourite is probably I played the Belfry where the uh, Ryder Cup's been um, and I played off the Black Teeth just for that 18th hole. So I just thought I'd play off where the pros play and I absolutely, it's the best drive I've ever hit. And then I watched the, there was a tournament there a a month ago and I watched the tournament a month ago and um, I I was hitting it as far as the pros were. So I was buzzing.
0: (laughs) So that's my favourite. I had a little stint when I was about 15, 15 years old. My, um, my grandfather, my uncles and my mom's husband all played golf. And I went out with them to the course one day and, you know, I'm just riding the cart with them. because so I'm hanging out with the guys. We're we're not anything fan, not any fancy courses this is out in twin falls, Idaho, which is the country. Okay. Like That's nice country. And, um, Basically, they, they gave me a driver and said, Let Darren hit a ball or two. I, they had already teed off. I took this club in my hand. And I, I didn't know what I was doing. I just took it, went further straight than all of them down the line. And you just, you could hear this gasp like, he just knocked yeah. the ball that far. Like, what? <laughs> And so my long game has always been good. I usually go to the to the driving range and, and practice a little bit before I go out just to make sure I don't look too much like a fool with my friends and, and <laughs> chase balls. Long game's always been great. Short game has always been like <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's you, touch
1: that you have to play quite a lot to keep that feel up.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind I'll, of where I where I I'll lose.
1: Have it. Where I don't play. I'll have stints where I don't play for a while and then always stuff the T okay. Iron games always all right, but then yeah, your short game it just takes you around just to get back in the flow. That yeah, you'll hit some good ones and then you'll hit some bad ones, but yeah, as long as the long game's still there, I'm happy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I personally like just hitting the ball and and seeing it just go straight down the fairway. You're like, ah, ah. all right, yeah, cool, that's it. you know. And um, Definitely. sometimes I'll, I'll just go out and um, I won't take a bag of clubs with me, I'll just take, I'll take like what do I take? I take a one wood. I think I take a pitch and my putter or something like that, you know, just the yeah like just, to my, go, just you're a whole a bag of, of clothes, but um question for you here mm. Tell me about the sausage dog, Ernie <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he's five years old,
1: little sausage dog, yeah, he's a legend take him on lots of walks, um yeah, I got him uh as a gift. My missy, I think it was a Christmas present five years five years ago now. Yeah, so, and he's like the whole family absolutely loves him on both sides. So yeah, he's uh he's a key member of the household, and he loves coming in the studio and falling asleep as well.
0: <laughs> Do, does he ever get to go out to the clubs with you or go on tour with you, be in the backstage green <laughs> room? No, not really.
1: I've got an interview coming up in London. Um, just for the attack, Mag guys, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna drag him to London with me and get get Jamie to come as well. Um, but yeah, now nah, he doesn't come out, out and about very often.
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, now, if you could score a Hollywood movie, with and you could choose a director, which director would you want to work with to score that that feature film? Oh, Al. Yeah. That's a tough
1: question, mate. Um. I don't know really. I don't really know. I'm not I'm not massive on my directors of films. I'm not it's like, an hard one to answer. I've got favorite films, but score I I'd got I do want to get into scoring like eventually. It's something that I've always like I really like Junkie XL. So he he does a lot of like I've followed him since he kind of did like that Elvis remake years ago and then and then he now he's scoring like unreal films. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I've not really, I'm not massive on directors to go, hmm, yes, this. So no, not Not a great
0: answer on that one, sorry, Paul. That's okay. What, what about a genre of film? If you had to choose like a genre, would you? Yeah, do... probably action. Action? Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely, yeah. Well, definitely. you know,
1: I just saw- lot, Loads of nice big strings in it, uh, yeah.
0: Well, nice I just strings. saw that they announced um, uh, Donnie Yen is gonna be playing in John Wick 4. Right, okay. I don't know if you're a fan of the John Wick series or not. I think I've seen the first and second one. Yeah, third yeah. one got I'm a little bit not... more crazy too. It's pretty awesome. And yeah. uh, Keanu said that he's he'll play it forever. Like it's that's good yeah, going out. So, um, also wondering if they, if they are going reprie- to reprie- reprieve his role for any new Justice League films that are coming out. Um, for the, his role of Constantine, right? He, he played the original Constantine, and then uh, I'm a kind of a I'm a DC cartoon fan, right. but I'm an MCU movie fan. Right? Okay. <laughs> so, Fit. Um, but um, other than that, uh, so you mentioned you have a show coming up here soon, uh, your first live performance show coming up?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the U- in the UK, first one for quite a while. I did a social distance one. But uh, yeah, they're okay, those. But they're not, they're not great. Um, so yeah, this is the first one without restrictions. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. I know, I know, in America, everything's dependent on the state. Is I've been a bit more back, back to normal for a while. But for the UK, we're working towards the twenty first of June. So yeah, it depends on on if everything goes okay. But the first one I've got is the the twenty sixth in Coventry with Alan Fitzpatrick. Then after then I've got ones in Liverpool. Uh, I think there's one in London. There's about seven shows in the UK. So yeah, it should be it, it should be a good summer if we can get this twenty first of June ticked off.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ours ours in Washington state here is the thirtieth. Some states are open. They just announced like EDC in Vegas that that was pushed back to October. Uh, some of our major festivals here were pushed out to October as well. You know. Um, and it just feels good you know we were part of doing the first ever drive-through raves last year here in washington in the world and uh we're gonna take it big and work with you know big big names like insomniac live nation ag and and then all of a sudden our governor came in and said you can do drive-in church you can do drive-in movie theaters but you can't do drive-in concerts we're kind of like what's the difference yeah what is the difference (laughs) I, don't know, man. It was crazy. Yeah.
1: But um, there was something in the, There was something last last week, just in Manchester where I'm from. The rest of the country, all the social distance raves, you could stand up and dance at your table. But in, yeah. for some reason, for one weekend, they decided no, you have to sit down. You cannot, you cannot dance at this uh, social distance rave. What does that have to do with COVID? Standing up or sitting down, I do not know. But it's people making decisions that don't really understand. The industry, really. Sometimes
0: but. I feel there's there, yes. I think you said it best there. People who don't understand the industry. And you know, when we first saw, you know, it was the entertainment industry was the first to shut down, and mm-hmm. they've said it's gonna be the last to come back. And what is that gonna look like coming back? Well, it's coming back, and I think you know, my my concern is people haven't been really social gathering, distancing, putting themselves in these nightclub environments where Typically, there's bar service. People are buying drinks. Mm. You know, I think it's going to be quite wild out there for about three to six months of people just letting loose. Yeah. You know? all, the mean, ev- all the events
1: that I'm playing all, they are all sold out. So, yeah, I think things are, think, people are like,
0: they see a ticket and they're like, I'm going, yeah, buying I, things up. I, I had to, Dirty Bird was they're doing a show and I, somebody put their tickets up online. I'm like, you know what? I know it's a sold out show. I better pick up those tickets. So I don't mm-hmm. want to miss out on one of these other nah, shows, yeah. you know. Um, but other than that, is there anything else you want to let our DJ Sessions fans know about that we didn't get a chance to talk about? Yeah, I mean, we've got some pretty good stuff coming up
1: on the label at the moment. So some cool artists on there. I've just got an EP about to drop with um, a young Swiss Swiss artist called Schler um, and a remix on there from Had One, who's a Possession Paris resident. So, I mean, that's like a really really solid release we've got our uh, moments in time band camps growing at all, all the time um lots of cool merch on there that you can check out uh from moments in time we've got some hoodies some t-shirts um lots of vinyl lots of vinyl so if you collect the vinyls we try and hold back a few from the stores and always keep it just for fans of the band camp so if you're into your vinyl pick that up um releases generally are going to be like every eight weeks to 12 weeks dependent on how long the vinyls delay things because they're a nightmare at the moment to try and get vinyl um but yeah that's that's it really i've got some gigs and some shows you can check me out on uh on on all the social media platforms radosa music on most of them um yeah that's it really mate
0: awesome and and just one more time can we go through those socials on your website let drop those yeah. out
1: yeah, so Twitter, I think it's at Redosa Music. I think Instagram's Redosa Music. I think on Facebook, if you just type Redosa, it'll come up. Uh, that's it, really. I'm not on TikTok or anything like that. You won't get me doing any crazy dancing and stuff like that.
0: <laughs> I uh, I, st- I I need to start looking into TikTok a little bit, but uh, you know, I'm still I'm still stuck on the website, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to bring on a new social media team here, so. Right, Are you looked make... into
1: doing much on Twitch. What's that? Are you looking into doing
0: much on Twitch? Oh, we're a featured partner with Twitch. We were one yeah, of the yeah. first. Li- we were one of the first featured partnered regularly scheduled live streaming DJ shows with Twitch. And uh, back in back in eighteen, and uh, it took me a couple of years. I, I didn't want to launch my Twitch brand until I had my website up and ready. Mm-hmm. And that website <laughs> took about a year and nine months to wow and i never even really got completed and then i looked at that website and a guy one of my djs avian invasion was talking to me back in january this year and he goes bro dude what's up with the website man can can you do something with this and i go what, what do you mean what's wrong with the website and he goes you know it's kind of dated and i'm like but it's like my masterpiece like i built it you know and after that meeting though, because I have an open door policy with my team that really just, I try to encourage them, please give me feedback, let me know. Mm-hmm. So I went out and I um, I went and dev and put together with a dev team, a couple other people. Um, it took me three about three months from January 18th to April 24th. And we launched the new version of the DJ, the, the updated version of version 3.0 of the DJ sessions.com. And now I'm like, what we had before was the, go. I don't know if you remember those cars, uh, way yeah. back in the day, like cheap little commuter cars. Now we have the Ferrari in the driveway, uh, and yeah, getting ready to just blow it out of the water. So, you know, when we go live on Twitch now, we're usually we'll go live and hit in the top twenty-five in the world on the music page, and then slowly, about an hour in, we'll climb in within the ranks of anywhere from position fifteen to two weeks ago, we were position number four in the world. Awesome. On Twitch. And then we're also a featured partner with Mixcloud as well. Um, yeah, because bet do you get many takedowns on Twitch because of like... So it's, it, uh, I don't store my videos. I don't do video on demand on Twitch anymore. Um, mm. well, I had a conversation with Twitch. This is right when we were launching our new website. Last year uh, in January, I was on talk with their music team, and they literally looked at me and said, hey, Darren, we can put you back to the front page of Twitch again. That's great. We'll know you got your licenses for that. But you know what? Do you have your licenses covered for the other 450 video on demands you have here? And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then um, then they say, yeah. So we put you on the front page. We make you all popular. They don't come after you for that. They come after you for these ones. Then they'll go after the other 1300 episodes you have on your website as well. So right. I took a complete step back from even doing any live streams, figuring all that stuff out. When everything hit in March and everyone jumped online, I became the go-to guy because I've been doing the show for 11 years. Yeah, like, yeah. how do you do this? Facebook shut me down. Twitch has shut me down. And mm-hmm. I just made the decision to said, I'm pulling my entire library of video on demand off Twitch. So now mm-hmm. when you stream live, you're actually, I'm glad you brought this up. because It's a huge point because Twitch is kind of letting people know we're coming for you. because It says right in their community guidelines under the music section, no DJ set. Mm. It also says no radio style shows so it's already out there on their website it's been there for since its inception since the beginning of it mm. um but now what's happening i don't know if you heard about this in the eu is that the eu has made a law and in, and in with what here what we have is the dmca i think dmca is over there but what they did is they removed the safe harbor for companies like twitch and youtube and facebook so, so basically i are familiar with that um mm-hmm. And for those that aren't familiar with it, basically what it says is YouTube, Facebook, Twitch won't be held liable for content that gets distributed to their site as long as they make a process for the license holder to take it down and file a complaint and remove it and then mm-hmm. and or punish the person or delete the account of the person who's doing it. Mm-hmm. And they've had that safe harbor to protect them. The EU just came in and I confirmed this with the CEO of Mixcloud when I interviewed him last January, February-ish. Um, that the EU has passed a law removing that safe harbor. So now these companies have to go to proactive monitoring. So that's why you see Facebook, it comes along or YouTube comes along and says, We detect copyrighted music. Please shut this down. If you don't, we're gonna shut this down. Because they mm-hmm. cannot have that video live for one second online. They could be super for damages, right. uh, you know, that's and they liable. That's
1: why it went like that with takedowns there
0: yeah and so the only and this is my my kind of professional thing here or professional two cents we're going to see and twitch just issued the email i believe it was last week saying we're doing all these things in place and we are we are going to proactive monitoring and they're going to have to do that because the eu so does that mean it's going to go platform wide mm-hmm. and they don't target they don't say djs specifically they're saying don't use copywritten music because you got got yeah. video gamers that are playing their games and they with have
1: the music, music in the background, background. well yeah. i follow a few gamers on on switch and um a couple of the call of duty ones and whenever I, they play some like um, modded games as well so they'll play like zombies but someone else has made the map and sometimes they'll put copyrighted music in those games when something happens and they all just have to start shouting over it so it doesn't get mm-hmm. taken down because i think when they re-up it to youtube youtube's like even stricter in it so i think that's where they worried that they'll get the takedown from
0: there. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's another world to be honest. It, it is. And I, you know, I've been trying to educate, a lot of people thought I was being a negative Nancy, you know, being a negative person by telling them, Hey, everyone, wake up. This is what's going on. This is why we had to go get our licenses. We had to take care of our servers. I had to do all this. So when everyone jumped to live streaming last March, mm. I don't think I actually started really live streaming full bore until July, August, maybe. Because, because we're still everything, video. all the dies yeah. dotted, T's crossed, making sure we knew what was going uh, to happen to protect us. Because, you know, last thing I want to do is get a cease and desist or takedowns or lose my featured partner channel with Twitch. But Mixcloud, mm-hmm. I believe, is where the people, where you're going to see the big massive it go to because Mixcloud will never store video on demand. They will right. store, they'll rip your audio and put your audio to your account like a SoundCloud. Um yeah. Which is key because they they have the 40 licenses or 50 licenses from all the companies to make sure the payouts work out and how that all plays with their algorithm but they don't have to worry about that at all so you can stream all day long on mixcloud but it's only going to store your audio Uh, the other thing is that that, um i'm waiting for for mixcloud to have happen too they haven't it's in beta but uh they haven't made it so you can embed your mixcloud player into your website so right. i just built a beautiful
1: essential right that's yeah essential.
0: i just built this beautiful website yeah, yeah and now i gotta have somebody click on a link and take them over to
1: another website and watch. it's gonna slow them down isn't it you don't want that exactly move them around as well you want them on your side on my exactly yeah so yeah.
0: that's going to be an interesting one to hopefully mixcloud comes out with that and it's a monetization thing they just want to make sure they're getting the traffic i get it they're cool um, you know, but just again being on the forefront of that. It's gonna be interesting. But yeah, Twitch is Twitch has been good to us. We love it. Um, you know, like now I said we have four channels there. We're doing an event coming up at the end of the month where we're gonna have three three separate channels streaming or maybe four separate channels streaming right side by side at the event. So you can click oh, around so. and go into that and just like using the technology. But thank you again, Redusa. Redusa, so thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. No worries. no know it's like Isn't it like nine o'clock over there or something like that? Nah,
1: five, about half five now.
0: Oh, you're five. Okay. Okay. It's not that bad. It's 930. So I can, I can go home now and it's not too late. Yeah. I I actually, over the years, I I used to go to the nightclubs, 28 years of going out to nightclubs, hanging out. And yeah, I'm 47 years old this year. It's not that I don't like going out nightclubbing. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I kind of like doing the daytime stuff because then I still get my life back in the evening. I'm not up till four or six in the morning getting home and stuff yeah I, I don't mm-hmm. miss it but i kind of like have shifted my paradigm to i don't want to say do the adult thing because so i don't want to say that i'm getting old yeah no. <laughs> i'm still but young you, at you heart.
1: seem like you're on the the whole vr and online and and that vibe so it worked with whatever's working i'm person i'm personally itching to get back in a nightclub now
0: already. yeah no i mean yeah it's it's about technology for me but yeah definitely having that in-person experience is, is key. And that was one of our key factors last year when we were really trying to pitch it to the press and pitch it to the media that humans need a social, interactive, collective experience. And we wrote the playbook on it last year on how to do safe events using silent distance technology because you'd come up, get your headsets pushed across the table to you six feet away. Then you could take it and go a thousand feet out and dance with your friends or dance physically or socially distanced in a park, but still listen to the same music. You know, so it was really interesting. Uh, again, using that technology to help, again, kind of heal the community uh, for healing experience. But people it's are going to awesome. want that.
1: It's, it's good for for you because it's and it's it's a good thing that you're doing because it's pushing the boundaries and keeping the scene alive while it's
0: had its legs cut out from under it. You know, so yeah, we we've seen a, a huge pickup as well in our in our numbers. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, last year people were hesitant to go out. Uh, the year before that, I was kind of a little lackadaisical in promotions and trying to figure out how to, how to roll it out. And now, I mean, we sold out of headsets yesterday. I was like, whoa, okay. I had to run home and grab more headsets, like 30 minutes awesome. back, 30 minutes there, just to facilitate what was going on. So things are, are coming back. And it's just, it's awesome seeing people out there, especially seeing people dance. You yeah. know, um, I think that, that for me, I was always a dancer in the clubs. I, I'd love to get there and have that immersive experience. Losing yourself. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. So thank you again for coming on the show. Really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. One more time. What's that website?
1: Uh, Well, lots of websites, but you can go to Redosa.com or okay. you can go to moments in time or you can also check out make me a DJ.com, which is my school as well.
0: Make me a DJ.com. Awesome. Yeah. So lots to check out. Lots to check out. Well, thank you again for coming on the DJ sessions. I really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for having me. Yep. Don't forget, you can go to our website, thedjsessions.com. Find us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, hashtag it's the DJ Sessions. This is Darren and Rudosa coming to you live from the virtual studios. I'm in Seattle. He's in Manchester, correct? Yeah. All the way around the world. We're working at doing these virtual interviews. I love it. Rudosa, thank you again for coming on the show. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye.